Welcome to the Operate Intelligently podcast, the podcast for all things operations. Welcome back to the podcast for the third and final episode of this special series that we've been doing for the last few weeks, all about Year of the Dude, our 20th birthday. I've compiled interviews from longtime dude employees and clients, stories, um, some fun ones, some really sweet, interesting ones about how our business got started, what we're all about. And then today we're going to kind of look into the future of operations, of data, what clients and what we're doing with all this data to make smarter, intelligent decisions. And it's really exciting to kind of get out the crystal ball and dream about what might happen next for the world of operations management, facility management, maintenance management, as well as for Dude Solutions. And don't forget, if you haven't yet, go back and listen to episode 100 and 101 to make sure you can lay the groundwork for this third one. Let's get started with some thoughts from longtime employee Pat Buchanan. Early on, it was just, okay, we've got a piece of paper that we're printing out. We're giving to a technician. They're turning back, and we're trying to take that beautiful handwriting and turn it into some data that we can run a report on. And now it's saying, okay, we've got all these smart devices. we got all these technology, and even trying to get more to predictive, uh, predicting when a work order is going to occur. Uh, when when should we go out and do the PM on that piece of equipment? So we're definitely transitioning more of having the equipment, having the work order system predict more of when should we give time and effort to certain pieces of equipment or locations. CEO Ed Rossage talks about what excites him most about the future. But I think what gets me most excited is, you know, sitting down, working with our clients to help make their their work lives easier and become force multipliers for them. You know, there's an often bandied about statistic that, you know, for every seven of the current facility directors, managers, those types, there's only two people skilled enough with the acumen and, and interest, frankly, to go back in and backfill those seven that retire. So the only way that that those organizations are going to survive and get that same amount of work done, multiplication through technology leverage. And we're right, we're right there, right? We're in the epicenter of that for our clients. And I think that's going to be a fun place to be, not only for our clients as we help them solve other things, but also for all the dudes that, that get a paycheck uh, serving our clients. As someone who worked on the technology at the start of the company, Carsey Denning has a unique view on what's to come. And I'm 62 years old, but I'm I'm honestly more excited today about being a dude than I believe I've been any time in my career because we now have the ability to do things that we've only dreamed about just a few years ago. The ability for the dude to be able to take data at the speed that we can and to pull in that data and to have some of the data scientists that we do, um, I think we're going to be able to do some great things in terms of analytics. We want to be able to let a client know when they've got a problem before they even realize that they have a problem. And we're starting to do that now. 
And, uh, but yet we really haven't touched the tip of the iceberg on what the possibilities are. And we're doing our best to provide them with the tool set where they can identify when a piece of equipment starts, when the efficiency for a piece of equipment starts to go down, which indicates that it's, is it's either wearing out, bearings are going bad, needs to be greased, or something needs to take place. And that can take place now before anybody ever realizes they have a problem. Longtime employee Scott Hare talks about what's possible with new technologies. With how the convergence of, you know, with um, IoT, we have the ability to be able to really, you know, do a lot, a lot more, be a whole lot more predictive provide more insight prior to anything, you know, a building occupant coming in, which that just, you know, streamlines efficiency all across the board, just makes everybody more efficient, again, more predictable, you know, from a revenue standpoint, um, staffing standpoint, that nature. If you're interested in learning more about IoT or the Internet of Things and its role in operations, check out episode 76. Here's one of our clients, TJ Imberger, on the part that new technology is playing with his equipment and work. Because what a lot of people don't realize is technology is filtering into everything. So literally, we have, um, we have utility vehicles, we have lawnmowers, we have field prepper machines that are all, they have computers inside of them. Yeah. They're all Bluetooth capable. Yeah. And so we're able to, we're consistent, we're already taking that information out. But now we're going to be able to draw that information and load it into our dude solution products. And then that's going to automatically update all of our PMs. Uh, right now we're like manually entering in mileage, like on vehicles. That's all going to come out of our fuel system yeah. once we move over to the new platform. We're actually going to be working with the dude. Uh, we have some of our other, like our fleet of lawnmowers. Uh, those are all Bluetooth capable. And as they roll into our shop areas, they're already communicating with some systems that we have in place, uh, along with some of our larger equipment for road maintenance. Our motor graders and our, our track hose and everything are also Bluetooth and GPS capable. So we're excited to look into the possibilities of being able to draw that information in daily and go directly into our PM system and directly into our work order system at our garage area. You know, we're starting to see where everything's going to be able to talk to each other and then we're drawing everything in as, as a whole. So even though if you're in a, a department like the garage, you're automatically tying into what everybody else can see. But our efficiency is going to improve because right now the operator of a vehicle won't have to enter their mileage into a separate system. When they go fuel up, it's going to be able to draw into uh, platforms with dude solutions, and I'm saving lots of steps. And if you have two or three vehicles, okay, that's that's something. But if you have, like I have, we have 200 pieces of rolling stock, that's a significant savings when you start doing the math on it. Longtime employee Scott Carpenter talks about the important part that data is playing. Because of 20 years, we have all this data and, and I really believe data is going to be, the, I mean, it already is a big thing, but I think it's going to be the thing that transforms business in the future. And, you know, with AI and machine learning and the Internet of Things, with IDR for energy for real-time metering, if you take all the things that are getting ready to happen with our software um, and, 
and the data that we have and how we can overlap it with 360 and do some of the things we're doing. It, it's just, I mean, we're at a point in time where we're, you know, we think we've really, really grown. I think we're going to exponentially grow in the next, and I think we're at the point where it's really going to start taking off in the next few years. And it's going to, and then everybody's going to go, wow, can we even exceed that? When we asked client Travis Tracy what he's most excited about about the future, he also said data. More data. And, and I know that's a very quick, very blunt answer, but more data, um, more growth, and smarter operations. So a, as we're growing, we're collecting more data. I'm looking forward and in, in seeing some of the efforts put forth by even Dude Labs and the applications that are being built for things such as collecting inventory and collecting that data using things like OCR or optical character recognition where you can walk up to a piece of equipment and scan it with a phone or a tablet and all that data gets poured in because not only does that save time and save resources, but it produces better quality of data. and the more quality data we have, the better decisions we're going to be able to make. Our whole aim is to operate in a more intelligent manner using things like business intelligence. And I think looking to the future, that's what I'm excited about, more data and more quality data. Dude Labs is a new team at Dude Solutions that's focused solely on innovation. If you want to learn more about that team, check out episode 86. Here's CRO Tom Knox on the impact that Dude Solutions technology makes. The mission that we're on, the change that we make to the places that we live, the places our kids go to school, um, where we're educated, where we go if we need help if we're sick, uh, and then obviously the senior living component and even impacting places that people work. We're, we're making those places safer um, better environments to do their jobs. We're saving money. So we're, we're making a really positive impact. To me, that's fundamental, number one. And then number two, when I look at the, the suite of products combined with the database that we sit on and the ecosystem that we've created, we're in a position to really uh, step change how work, uh, maintenance, and operation gets done in the future. So I think the impact that we can have going forward has the potential to have a bigger impact than we, when we first introduced SAS in 2000. Brian Bell echoes those thoughts. The better we get at using machine learning and um, various approaches to uh, data analytics, the value of what we've built only increases, and, and we can turn that back into value for our customers. If you're interested in learning more about the really exciting new technologies in our world, listen to episode 90 on exponential technologies. Here's Jed DeGroat on what he sees coming next for the company and the world of operations. I'm really excited to see what the dude can do at scale. You know, we hear about that, we're working to scale and everything, and we've just hit that hundred million dollar mark. So we're a we're a big company. We're approaching um, you know the the time where we can do even bigger things with bigger investments and more resources and everything. Um, so before I even started, I mean the dude started twenty years ago. Obviously, that's what this is about. 
too. So we changed the way work was done. I can't wait to see like how we do that again now with some of the opportunity we're doing with like machine learning and our business intelligence, um, with some of the stuff that Dude Labs is pioneering, like easier ways to collect data. Um, you know, one of the more recent things I heard talk about is how can we arm our clients to make even more intelligent decisions from their work order data where they don't have to look and assess it, but there's machine learning that's going to tell them, hey, you should keep your eyes open for this here, or hey, you should look for this capital asset because uh, there's a high potential of failure in the next two years. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see what we can do at scale. Dude Evangelist Josh Peets talks about what gets him excited about the future. Uh, I'm really excited about Dude, Dude Labs. I'm really excited about our commitment to continue to raise our own bar and to continue to find new, you know, predictive maintenance, predictive analytics, the business intelligence tools, the accessibility to be benchmarking against our, our 12,000 clients and be able to see how you're really performing, getting away from that island. Um, I'm really excited to see kind of the next stages and steps, and I'm excited with, with a lot of this new leadership and these new new folks that are coming in that are really um, putting in some, some incredible ideas and, and thoughts and, and resources to get us to that next level. You sit there and look at some of the products that we're doing today, not outside of even uh, work and asset. You look at Event Manager. Wow, I mean, it's it's going to be day and night difference of you know how we were operating 17 years ago with um, facility scheduling to event manager and looking at how do you how does that type of product then drive overall community engagement and adoption and you know just it, it's it, it's just it's just kind of crazy um, to think about it. Longtime client John Dufay talks about the impact that our energy management solution could have for them. Well, I think we're looking right now, we, we're into the energy manager, mm-hmm. and, and energy manager is, a, is an incredible tool that, taught, that you're able to look at it at real time. Mm-hmm. You can look at energy usage every 15 minutes, whatever you want it as, where the energy is being used, what area is it being used, what, what school are we having a problem, controlling peak demand, surcharges, uh, de- uh, those are so punitive mm-hmm. to where it's important to, work, uh, to follow those and to, to monitor what's going on, mm-hmm. where we're able to then shut units down, whether we're, whether we're curbing uh, some usage or whether we do a slow startup in the mornings, like during the winter time, or during the summer instead of having hard starts, we're able to control a soft start, meaning that we stagger each unit to start so we don't have a big surge of electricity and then gives us a peak charge, demand charge. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things you can do. That how we drive our, the future of our school business, mm-hmm. and it's any business facility, but for us in the school business, where do we put our resources? Resources yeah. are limited no matter where, what kind, but in education they're limited, and do you put it in this building, you put it here, you can do forecasting, and, and so we're looking at where our problem schools are, mm-hmm. and, and you can always say, well, I know where my school is, but can you really show me? And and that's what the data does, and the thing is, is it's it's the idea is have information going to school board saying, I need money for this, but you bring the data. Pat reiterates that using data and reporting from the dude helps clients with resource allocation. How can clients achieve more 
with their system? How do they get credit for the work they're doing? How do they get maybe more staff, uh, more money for their organization? Co-founder Lee Prevo comments on the future of the dude under the leadership of CEO Ed Rossage. I, I think that he and, and the leadership team are thinking about the right things in terms of the um, the data being, you know, a big part of uh, what our clients really want to understand, sort of where they are in context with others like them, you know, so so data and context and and, and sort of comparative information and more predictive, you know, information on, gosh, can you tell me what's going to happen, not just what happened, and can you, can you give me some insight into where I should be focusing my energy and efforts? I think that's going to power our future, and, and we have a huge lead um, being that vertical intimate people care about data in context with others like them. Being an early pioneer of vertical cloud model, um, I am certain that we're well on our way to that billion. Ed comments on some of the recent changes that impact the future of the dude. I think from a people standpoint, you know, we've we've managed to retool, reshape the executive ranks over the last 18 months. Uh, we've hired some spectacular people, you know, like our chief product officer, our chief marketing officer, et cetera, to help us with this next climb, you know, of the mountain from 100 million and beyond. Um, I think the other sort of pivot point we are now actively launching our next generation platform. And very few companies are able to make those turns successfully. And it feels like we have the hallmarks of a, of a successful transition there as well. And I, I see that's really critical. You know, Asset Essentials is getting a lot of favorable net promoter scores, lots of good, you know, it's not perfect yet. We got a lot of work to do, but like, you know, the number of people logging into the system, the users, the feedback we're getting. Longtime employee Sandy King talks about her confidence in the future. I just think we're going in a right, the right direction, um, not, not only for, you know, for the good of the company, but really for the good of our clients, too. So, um, you know, we're revamping, moving everybody to the new platform. And, you know, I think it's going to be a good thing for our, for our clients. Too often in, in, in companies, they get stuck in their own way of doing things, and they think that it's good enough. And, you know, I gave a quote yesterday in one of my talks, it's, if better is possible, good is not enough. And we can always be doing better. So a lot of these new technologies that we're looking at and, and implementing, the, the new process of kind of how we're, we're, we're looking at a lot of different things and, try, and, and getting things going quickly. We're, we, we, we always talk about you can't fail fast enough. And it's like let's 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 push and move and not like let's let's not wait to make a decision on something. Let's make a decision. Let's be decisive. Let's rock. See how it goes. And if it's failing, if it's going to fail, let's push it aside and go to something that works, and and bring that to the top of the post. Just kind of banging your head off a wall forever. So um, I'm really excited for for those things. Ed talks about another exciting change with the partnership with Clear Lake Capital Group. Well, I'm really excited. First off. Um, for folks that have been sort of keeping track of the dude, we have a new investor, a new partner um, to help us grow and touch other things in Clear Lake. We're, we're very excited about having Clear Lake um, holding hands with us as we walk down the road. We have a very uh, thoughtful yet aggressive 
strategic growth plan that we think about more clients, more problems that we can solve for clients, maybe other verticals, um, different ways to solve problems with like maybe payment processing or contractor networks. I mean, there's just a lot of things there. Um, I can also then look back, for, you look at an exciting, you know, we'll at some point be, you know, 1,500 to 2,000 dudes strong as far as employees. I don't know what the future is going to hold, but I can't imagine not being a part of it. I guess that's probably the, the, the easiest thing for me to say. <laughs> Something that you'll hear often said around the dude is change is the only constant. Carsey puts a spin on what that means and how exciting that really is. I've been blessed in a career here with the dude in that I really enjoy everything I do here. Um, it's great people. It's a great environment. We're growing. Um, we're doing the things that we have to do to continue and grow this company. And that's change. Sometimes it's difficult for, for a people to accept change, but it's inevitable. The, but the, what we continue to do though, is do things that are challenging. We challenge ourselves and uh, we support each other. Well, folks, that's it. Thank you again for joining this journey on this special podcast series and for listening to the Operate Intelligently podcast. We're so excited to have you here and to go into the future of the dude and the world of operations with you. And a special thanks to all those who shared their stories with me to create this series. If you have any questions or comments on this series or things you'd like to see more of on the podcast, please email us at dspodcast at dudesolutions.com. Thank you for listening to the Operate Intelligently podcast produced by Dude Solutions. You can reach us by emailing dspodcast at dudesolutions.com or check us out on the web at dudesolutions.com.